and trains and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Episode, what, 9, 10, somewhere in there? Uh, Episode 9. Episode 9 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Want to thank you guys so, so much for listening and for sharing. A lot of people are excited about it. We've gotten on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Want to thank you for your enthusiasm and you spreading the word uh, we started from nothing. We just started with an idea, and uh, we're progressing right along and getting some wonderful people uh, to contribute and be a part of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. want to remind you guys, you can reach out and touch me at WadeWord, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and, of course, you can find me on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page, and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. Make sure that you like it and share it. And just uh, get the word out. We, we, we want to do some big, big things. And the more ears we have uh, listening, uh, the more uh, ability and freedom we'll have to do some some bigger and more important things, some remote. Uh, at some point, we'll do Facebook Live. I keep talking about that. And uh, we'll just keep this thing rolling because we have an interesting perspective and uh, we have a whole lot of fun. And I say we because today we means the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, back in the building after uh, you're missing a number of episodes. It's hard to catch up with you, but we're so glad to have you here this morning. How are you? Hey, man, I'm great, man. I'm happy that you invited me here. Hey, let's get this started. Yeah, so we've already done a, a show this morning on the airwaves. At KTSU in Houston But again we talk about anything And everything we want One of the things I do want to talk about For all of the folks who know me You know that I cannot stand the Cowboys I say this all the time If anything past uh, north of, of Madisonville I start to get queasy And nauseated But nonetheless uh, it's easy to assume That I am a Cowboy hater And you would be correct in that assumption I, And if you listen to earlier podcasts I talked about dreading the fact That the Cowboy Nation may be coming to Houston if the Cowboys made the Super Bowl. Well, I predicted that they would not make the Super Bowl, but I thought that they would beat Green Bay last week. But I have two words for all my fellow uh, Houstonians and all people from all of wherever you are in the country listening. I have two words for you guys. Crisis averted. No Cowboys coming, Kevin. And uh, how surprised were you uh, by the loss uh, to Green Bay in, in, in the second round of the playoffs? I, I picked Green Bay. When you got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you got a chance. And I just felt like the Cowboys would not finish off this season that they started. Wasn't going to do it. Good team and young players and they're building, but – they're going to find a way to not <laughs> to, finish it to off. To cowboy it up. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's and, it. and people would assume that we're, that we're based in Texas, uh, that we would somehow be cowboy fans. But it's almost like I guess some of the other things like where uh, if you're not a – you can't be a Cubs fan and a White Sox fan in Chicago. If you're in the Bay Area, you either love Oakland and hate San Francisco or vice versa. So, you know, that's sort of what it is here in Houston. Although – uh, there are a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans in the city of Houston. Oh man! Uh, and and you know I think the rivalry was much more intense 
uh, when the Oilers were here. But, again, that's just me showing my age. Well, you know, I, I thought that they would beat Green Bay because I thought that they would get a steady dose of Ezekiel Elliott. They would run the football, pound it, and, and really control the game. They got down early and could never – I mean, they got back in the game, surprisingly. It was amazing that they were able to do what they did to get back. And that that really speaks to, to Dak Prescott and, and how well uh, – how poised he is and how prepared he was uh, for that caliber of game. But I've, I've never believed – and rookie quarterbacks making noise in their first in the playoffs in their first turn at the playoffs and and it didn't work out for the Cowboys and Green Bay again they go to Atlanta Atlanta on the po- previous podcast I talked about this we all slept on Atlanta why 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 did everybody sleep on Atlanta well the Cowboys was making so much noise with, soaking up all the oxygen yeah with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and then you had the Tom Brady deal in New England. And yeah, Odell Beckham. You know, you, you had all of that going on. And, and and Atlanta just say, okay, let's come through the back door. And Keep here rolling. they are. Yeah. Right. Now you talk about Matt Ryan as a potential MVP uh, award recipient. They beat Seattle. Seattle's just down this year. That was a team I thought about maybe a month prior to the playoffs that I thought that, that was a team that was going to the Super Bowl in the NFC. It didn't work out. They have some holes. When Earl Thomas went down, that really killed them. In addition to that, uh, it really was a situation where they couldn't run the ball consistently and that offense struggled. They're going to have to do something offensively to really get going. I know for part of that, Russell Wilson was not exactly healthy, but uh, still, you know, that they have, if they can make a couple key moves, they have a couple of more years to make a run. Uh, at the NFC title. Uh, and then on the AFC side, I know you were a little bit more happy about the results uh, with the New England Patriots beating up on Houston Texans. I thought that that game could have been a huge blowout had the New England Patriots not incurred that a penalty on the opening drive that sustained, not the opening drive, but on a drive that sustained the, the Texans so they could go on and put points on the board. I thought at that point in the game, uh, that the Texans were really down and out, and New England could have probably beat them by 50. Instead, Texans go down and score, have some confidence, really did some great things defensively. And while you're here, before we get into your Patriots, <laughs> I want you, and on the airwaves here in Houston, for many, many years now, you've been calling Jadavion Clowney Little Mario. Call him a bust. He's no good. He's, he, he, it was a wasted pick. This is your opportunity I'm finally vindicated with you because I've been defending him, and I'm not a I'm not a Texans Kool Aid drinker, but I have been defending uh, Javion Clowney for a number of years. Here's your opportunity to make your public apology to Javion Clowney, Little Mario. <laughs> You're still Little Mario. <laughs> I, you, you have to give me a couple of years before I lift that tag, that 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 franchise tag of Lil Mario off of you. You know, you can't do it with four or five games. So no, no, he did it for for the majority of a whole season. He, you know, and again, I know that you were surprised because I tweeted you. Look, look, I don't normally tweet specific people during the games, but you tweeted but me. But I tweeted you. You tweeted me, and I don't know if you were even onto I, it at the time. But I, I was, yeah, I was I, every I game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I had no, to. He, he played well, you know, and he had some flashes. That I'm looking, I'm like, man, if this dude just stays healthy and, and play consistently, 
he can be scary. I mean, with his he size can. and speed, and, and he's he caused a problem. Yeah, I, I mean, ne- the next two years he should be in. He's got to be. He's got to stay healthy though. Right, and then now on if you put Watt with him, how scary could that defense be if J.J. Watt is able to return at all? If J.J. Watt is able to return and play at the level that he's been playing uh, on on both of those ends right there, oh, man, that, the Texans have something special to work with right there. And I don't want to belabor a Texans talk because we get enough of that in this region. Uh, but I will say this. What what does it say about J.J. Watt that this team had the number one defense without him? Didn't seem to miss him at all. Well, I'm not going to say they didn't miss him because J.J. Watt made plays. I mean, and they really but don't have that. But, I mean, you still that. had the number one defense yeah, in the league. The, you have the number one defense, but this guy is a playmaker. I mean, he would rush the passer. He would, he would tackle the rusher. He would get interceptions. This guy, he is a problem. He was a problem week in and week out, and he did it consistently. That is the difference, and that is the level that Mario, a little Mario, has to get at. <laughs> but no, uh, Jadavion Clowney. I'll, I'll get on a serious note there. But when Jadavion Clowney gets to that point where he does it consistently, week in and week out, right. he can stay healthy. But yeah, yeah. But you think about those if they have together. them both, you get a double dose of it. It could be very, very, very exciting. Really, good. if JJ Watt, and I'm not sure that JJ Watt, he may. I mean, obviously, I don't think he'll ever have the form that he had prior to because, again, he was doing Hall of Fame caliber work, and you just don't – I don't care who you are, you just don't put on those numbers every year. No one ever has in the history of football. It just doesn't happen every year to put up those kind of numbers. But if he can come back and be some semblance of him at his best, this will be a very, very scary defense. But, again, they have so many offensive woes. You're wasting these guys in their prime. And uh, that's sort of the the sad part of uh, being a Texans fan these days. Now let's move well, move forward. Look towards tomorrow, and that'll be the Green Bay uh, going or Green Bay going to Atlanta. How do you see that one playing out? Who's going to the Super Bowl? I, that that's going to be one heck of a football game. I mean, it, I, I think it'll be very high scoring with Aaron Rodgers because he's going to have to be that gunslinger. He's going to have to get that ball up and down the field. To score points to get to keep those Packers into the football game because the defense is still a little shaky. And on the flip side, when you go over to Atlanta, you know they have a running game. They can throw that ball. Balanced offense, the yeah. best offense in football right now. Yeah, even with it. The, and that's still is included. That's the best offense in football, and they're rolling. I think Atlanta, and I said this in the last podcast, I predicted Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. I thought that they would have to go to Dallas this week and beat Dallas on the road, but they get to play in the comfy, uh, the comfy confines of the Georgia Dome, the final game ever in the Georgia Dome uh, taking place tomorrow. I'm taking – I'm all over Atlanta on that one. I'm, I'm big-time Atlanta. I think uh, it's their turn. I just don't think Green Bay – I mean, you know, Destiny may say something about this – with Rodgers, think of that, that play he made to Cook. And, and Cook needs to get the credit for the catch and getting his feet down. Now, everybody will talk about Aaron Rodgers making the throw to put the, the, the Packers in field goal position. 
but it was Cook's catch and him getting his feet down that made all the difference in the world, made sure that game didn't go into overtime. Uh, but, I, you know, it could be a destiny thing with Aaron Rodgers. I would imagine the NFL certainly would want Green Bay to go, and I know that they would want a, a Rodgers versus Brady Super Bowl. But I, I'm telling you, man, I, I think it's going to be Matt Ryan in Atlanta. But how about this this this, this championship weekend where you have Brady, Roethlisberger, Ryan, and uh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers? What a phenomenal uh, set of quarterbacks. And it really points out that you have to have a quarterback in the NFL to be successful. I mean, you have an anomaly. You know, you had the Trent Dilfers of the world and the Rex Grossmans that go to the Super Bowl. But that's not the, the case these days. You have to have a quarterback and that's what all teams are looking for in the NFL. Now, when you look at that group of uh, a quarterback that are in this final four here that we'll see tomorrow, Matt Ryan, to me, is the young buck in, in this deal. And he's up and coming, and he's had one one heck of a season this year. But with me, Devin, and you've been around me for a while, I, I look at the body of work as far as consistency. So if I if I had to just rank these guys, he, he would be at, like, number four you know, in this class, and it's no knock. Right. It's no knock because he, he – I mean, he's, he's been putting up numbers for a while, but it's just, you know – But this could, year yeah. he's he, – you know, with Julio Jones being his guy, he knows, hey, I can go throw it down there and Julio go get it. Devontae Freeman, he was our – he got game guy. He, right. He did work. So, and then when I look at that next group, I look – to me, this is me putting it here with these guys. I look at Roethlisberger, uh, Big Ben – has has done some things here. He's not flashy, you know. He he's just that. Uh, let me put on my hard hat and I'm going to work, and he can get it done. And he has, and, and he'll have to do it on the road. He hadn't played well on the road this year, and that's something that's going to have to have, have to, to happen really tomorrow. Change tomorrow, yeah. And he has Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. He has some weapons there at as at his disposal. You know, two dangerous guys that he can go to. And then you look at Rodgers and Brady, and you know where I'm leaning at on this. Oh, you're going to go with, with, yeah, with Brady all you, the way. Yeah, you got Rodgers there, but when you look at the body of work of what but, he's done, but again, he, he's and not again, there. And this, this is the deal. This is what I always go back to. Could Tom Brady do what Rodgers did on Rodgers' teams? Who would have more success? Rodgers going to play for Bill Belichick and the Patriots all these years, or – uh, Tom Brady going to Green Bay. I, I just think that he's teamed up with the probably the best coach in the history of the, of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just – I mean, it's amazing. And I am the first one. I do not like uh, how Bill, uh, Bill Belichick rolls. I don't like how he deals with the media. I think that when – especially some of the African-American players do some of the same things that he does as it pertains to their relationship with the media, they get slammed. He He never gets slammed. For being really not—he's not rude, but he's not—he's not accommodating at all. And it's—I don't think it's good for the league. If every coach behaved that way, it wouldn't be good for the league. But if you—if you look at this, I'm gonna give you an example here. When you look at in the NFL, you look at Bill Belichick as being the best coach, and when you look at him with the media, it seems he's not that up close and personable. But people tune in to watch to see what he'll say. Now. Watch this move. When you go to the NBA, who's your best coach? Yeah, Popovich. Now, when they interview Popovich like that, he's not so personable. So 
it may it could be an act with these two guys. So you got your. Well, they say Belichick has a lot of personality. Yeah, they, they, they say personality. He, they, yeah. So when you look at these two guys, these are your best two, and they're not that personable. So when I look at it like that, I'm like, that may be their mo. So that that kind of keeps them going and keeps them relevant. So yeah, well, like I said, I you know I don't know. I I just think that. Uh, when when you come down to it, I think obviously Brady will have the most success. Uh, I think they lose tomorrow. I, I will pick, pick pick Pittsburgh tomorrow, although I, that's not a very confident pick. I don't. I just don't think that New England is as good as people think they are. I think people think brand. They think of the the what's on the helmet, what's on what uniform they're in, and they don't really look at this team. Uh, really, although they were able to run the ball. And you, but you look at your key positions, and this was is when the Patriots have not won in the playoffs and 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 really advanced. It's because of you know you have an Edelman and Amendola. Those guys are cool for regular season and get those wins. But when you have to have them, and everybody knows you have to have those guys perform, they can't. When the pressure's on those guys, they they can't deliver on that on that stage. Like or like a Gronkowski, you don't have Gronkowski. Uh, I mean, Martellus Bennett, he's a Houston guy. We like him, but he's no, you know, he's no Rob but Gronkowski. When you look at it, the best two quarterbacks that you have that I I think right now that's left in this, and all four are really good quarterbacks. But when you look at the the two with Rodgers and Brady, they'll do it with their top without their top guys being in right. there. When you look with at no them, Jordan Nelson last yeah, week. Yeah, and they get but it done. I would say this, what, but, but, you know, Tom Brady struggled last week with interceptions. Right. Didn't didn't play great. But that's I guess only a, one a, week. but that's another number one defense. Yeah. And and you have to figure you you have to see if Pittsburgh can figure out a way, a way. to stop him because they hadn't had a lot of success. Antonio Brown, we know is going to get off. And I do want to transition to Antonio Brown because he goes on for 17, 18 minutes at Facebook Live, <laughs> which I promise you we will go Facebook Live at some point. But he he goes on this thing on Facebook Live and uh, basically embarrasses his coach, gets gets the, the post-game speech, and, and Tomlin, they're not having it. And, and what, what struck me the most is when Tomlin, with this veil threat, when he basically said, hey, you wonder why great players go from team to team. We don't want that to happen to Antonio Brown. You know, we talked about this earlier, but the social media thing, and you know, when a guy's going to get it is, I mean, obviously, if you're under 25, it's a new world. It's a wide open world. I mean, you used to kind of put clothes on to cover yourself. Everybody wants to expose everything about every aspect of their lives, and I know that's detrimental to the locker room. What are your thoughts on the Antonio Brown thing? I, I looked at it. I, I I'm not big on what he did, but this is the that new wave that happens. So you know, he's probably he's one of the top receivers in the league, and you know he. He's out there branding himself, getting his twist tweets. I mean, up it's almost a cliche, followers. you know. Yeah, and he, you know, he's doing that. But that that's that new thing. And I kind of, like I said, I kind of blame, <laughs> not blame it, but NFL because they've opened up that locker room to everybody now. But it's not open. I mean, that's the point. The locker room was closed. And this was supposed to be private time. And he broke the sanctity of the locker room. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. And I don't mind about what Tomlin says. He called the Patriots a-holes and all that. I, I mean, that's cool because, look, and again, you know, you don't want to wake the sleeping giant. I don't care. if I'm I, Boxing is the only place you can get away with it seemingly where you can say, you know what, I'm going to whoop you. 
and I don't care. You, I'm, I'm looking you in your face, and I'm telling you I'm going to whoop you. It's like when God said in the NFL, ooh, bulletin board uh, material, ooh, look what he said about his opponent. No, I don't mind. I, you, you tell him, I'm going to kick you. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do work, and I don't care if you know it. I, I'm going to put that pressure on you, and I really don't care if you know it. And, and there's nothing to be afraid of because you have to go out and whoop them anyway. But I've, looked, I've, I've been in that situation where – that that is that motivational part that can give you an edge because I've used it just on a smaller scale in AAU basketball. I'm like, hey, look, this is what they're saying about, it and this is what they think about yeah. you guys. But so, I want you to know that, and yeah, I want I, you to bring. I want you to be at your best when I'm. And, and, and again, obviously, you want to win, and however you win. But I, no, I, I'm I'm going to tell you that I'm gonna beat you, and I'll beat you. you. You don't have to go out of your way to be insulting or, or you know, some of the, the antics in boxing are over the top. But if you are caught saying that, hey, I think we're going to whoop him, I'm going to beat that guy, he's the guy in front of me, I'm going to defeat now, him. But it, it's, a way how, it, it, it's a way of how you say it. But when you go out there and you do that, the next thing, that other team is like, oh, okay. Well, so and I that's thought, how you want I, it, though. I, I thought Devin was all right, but now this is how he really feels. Okay. Well, I see, have Jordan, for that. Yeah. See, yeah. now Jordan did a little bit of both. He come have dinner with you and all of that with and Barkley and laughing and joking with him. And then he, he'll go drop 50 on Barkley. And Barkley, oh, that's my friend. No, no, no. I mean, the mutual respect, you know, with Tomlin and Belichick, you know, you have that mutual respect. But now Belichick is I mean, they all know. that guy, yeah, they that know guy too, say. you know. But, I, I mean, I, I can assume you say it. But to actually hear you say it now, oh, okay, that's a lot different, you know. Yeah, thinking it and I mean knowing that you said it and yeah. hearing you say it, is, yeah, I mean that's like the, the the mixing video, the Ray Rice video. Yeah. Knowing that it happened and seeing it there or hearing it is two different things. Yeah. So I think obviously he learned his lesson, but I think that needs to be a lesson. Nobody learned from D'Angelo Russell. Like you, you, he almost really came this close to being shipped out of L.A. I mean, he really. I thought that there was no way that they could coexist. Yeah. But I guess, obviously, they got over it. I mean, he's a tremendous talent. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't want to – I still wouldn't want to play with him. Yeah. I, I still would never, you know, give forgive that. I would never – I mean, I, I'd have to play with him on the professional side. But when we get in that locker room or we're on the road or something, I, I can't room with him. No, I can't room with him. Yeah, yeah. I can't aim. We're not that close. Right. Um, with that, we're going to take a time out, do a little dance break, and uh, when we come back on the other side, I want to talk some Baseball Hall of Fame, talk a little bit of NBA. want to remind you guys, you're listening to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast with yours truly, Devin Wade, and Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox. You can reach the Silver Fox at? At AllenRon10. No, at Allen, AllenRon10, at Allen, AllenRon10. <laughs> you got me crossed up, Devin. Yeah, you can. You don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> Hey, have you ever done this where you see somebody say their name and you like you see the name, you're like, no, you're pronouncing your own name wrong. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a couple of people on television. Anyway, with that, going to take a, a dance break. Uh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast will be. Hey, young world. The world is yours. Hey, young world. The world is yours. Young world, young world. The world is yours. Young it may cause concern, it's boring. Why don't you listen and learn? Love things happen. 
that once was strong But you too society Even that's turned wrong Times have changed Hey, it's cool to look bummy And be a dumb dummy And disrespect your mommy Have you forgotten Who put you on this earth, huh? Who put you out proud And who loved you since your birth Reward is a brainwashed kid going wild Young little girls already have a child Bad company Hey, now you've been framed Your parents have hurted Hurted and ashamed For ruining yourself And your mommy can't cope Hey, little kids don't follow these dopes As a rule from a non-fool Your life don't drool Don't be a fool like those that don't go to school Get ahead and accomplish things You'll see the wonder and the joy life brings Don't admire these cause Hey, they don't admire you Their time's limited, hard rocks too So listen, be strong, scream, whoopie doo Go for yours, cause dreams come true And you'll make your mommy so proud. proud of you too And this is the message that the ruler Rick threw And it's true Welcome back to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast Hope you got your boogie on a little uh, cardio break. I, I I think I need more of those cardio breaks. Don't care. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not in Super Bowl shape yet. Well, you getting there? Well, yeah. You getting light so, on your well, feet? You, I, you know, I was sick, and, and and really, I want to apologize to everybody. I had not been able to do the podcast because I was really sick for about for the better part of a month. I had the respiratory stuff going on, and it does me bad. I just can't. I can't bounce back like I used to, man. I mean, and I'm not. Old enough where that should be a concern. I just don't know when I catch a uh, like a cold, uh, not even a flu. It's it gotten you know started with my nose and then my throat and then my chest. And once it got to my chest, I couldn't talk for a month. So we missed out on the opportunity to do a number of podcasts. But we're back in the saddle again. It, you know, it's been fun doing these podcasts uh, and uh, interacting with people. Want to remind you, you can go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. More importantly, the group. You can get involved with the group. I post up there all the time. One of the things we talked about earlier and I want to talk about with you, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, Jeff Bagwell gets in. Uh, also, Tim Raines and Yvonne Rodriguez. Pudge Rodriguez gets in. And we, of course, the conversation. Once you talk Hall of Fame, it goes back to who you know. Do you think the guys from the steroid era should get into the Hall of Fame? And I have gone back and forth. I asked my folks on 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 Facebook on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. I asked those folks what they thought. And you had a few people said, "Oh, you know, if you're a cheater, you know, no, you're a cheater." And other people said, "You know, yeah, let him in." And here's my problem, and, and I go, it goes back to this. Ultimately, I think you should let the steroid guys in because baseball knew and turned a blind eye and benefited mightily. They made a ton of money off of this, and they knew it was going on. And then Buzz Sealy gets into the Hall of Fame, so you have to let these guys in eventually. What I would do probably, I would let them in the last year eligibility, and then I would. You have to address this somehow in the Hall of Fame. Now, again, I've never been to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and I know it's the most coveted basketball. I don't even know why they have a Hall of Fame. It's just they let everybody in the Basketball Hall of Fame. But what are your thoughts? I mean, because again, I don't think it's right to condone cheating, and I do think that Bonds and even Clemens were Hall of Famers before they got involved with performance enhancing drugs. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? I'd let them in. Like you said, they uh, Major League Baseball benefited from these guys. You had 
Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Jose Canseco, some of the names that come up. You know, I am not saying that's who it was, but I'm just saying these are the names that come up. Rafael Bagwell Palmer, was rumored. Bagwell. Uh, Bicho, to a lesser extent, Caminetti admitted know. it. So when you have this and if baseball is allowing it, you got to let them in. Six dig the long ball. You, not, yeah. But now you got to let those guys in on the back end. You have to. Now, again, I said this and people got upset with me on the radio. I think yeah, you guys gave me the business because yeah. I said the only person that I think should not get in, Pete Rose should not be in the Hall of Fame. And, again, you cannot the, – the most important thing you have as a sport, people have to trust that the the outcome is not predetermined. Now, is he – was Pete Rose a, 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 a Hall of Fame caliber player? Of course he was. Now you took strong offense. You did, did. You did not like me. The idea of me keeping Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. Exactly because Pete Rose, what he did on the field as a player, is what gets him into the Hall of Fame. Now what he did as a manager, I understand. You stop him from coming to the games, you know. But by what he did on the field and what he did for the sport when he was playing, he should be in the Hall. Uh, like I said, I want to we'll continue to debate that one. I think at this point he's benefiting more by, from the fact that he's not in than if he had been in. By this time that he'd been in, nobody would be lining up for autographs like that. You think about it, Dale. He wasn't on any steroids. He's your all-time hit leader in, in, in runs and and winning championships and putting people in the stands. You know, right. he, he won a championship in Cincinnati and I think in Philadelphia. So – you know what he did on the field, and I have two favorite baseball players of all time, right. Pete Rose and Willie Mays. So you were in school with Willie Mays, right? yeah? We, we, we were first grade <laughs> together. I, no, but really, how much of Willie Mays do you remember seeing? Because he had to be at the latter end of his career. I, I caught him at the latter end uh, with the Mets a lot. I saw some of the Giants uh, with him and Willie McCovey uh, when those guys played together. See, and, now uh, my favorite baseball players weren't always great, great baseball players. Although my favorite great baseball players probably like Pedro Martinez. And, and, you're and, a young it, buck. Well, but no, I like my my guys that I really like were my early Astros that I grew up on with Jose Cruz and Enid Cabell so and Cesar Cedeno. So you're young buck. And, and Joe Morgan after he came back. But, you know, those were my early guys. J.R. Richards is a guy that oh, I man. loved, loved, loved. I don't think the world really knows how special he, oh, he was. was he was awesome. Uh, one, uh, one of the guys, I forget, I want to say uh, Dave, was it Dave? No, it was Dave Parker. I interviewed Dave Parker many years ago from the We Are Family Pirates and then later on with Cincinnati where he's from. He played for the Cincinnati Reds. He said that J.R. Richards had the best right-hand slide of anybody ever. And he basically said because he was so tall, by the time he released the ball, he was halfway to the plate anyway. And I remember him striking out the side in the All-Star game, I want to say in 78 or 79. I, it, I mean, he you know, he was that dude. Those are the guys that were my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's confusing uh, how, how to deal with this whole thing. But I think you, if you let those guys in, it has to be – you have to really document this era. Because if you were alive and you watched baseball, these were true Hall of Famers. Really, they were. Clemens and – Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. those those two specifically, and and Maguire. Maguire is a little bit different because again he put up those gigantic numbers. Had he not, 
he would have been a good baseball player, maybe not a Hall of Fame, Hall baseball, of Fame player. baseball player. So that's a, that's a tough one. That's a whole different one. I want to shift gears to basketball. And then at the end, remind me, I want you to say hi to your guys around the country who play college basketball. But I want to ask you about this NBA thing. The Rockets lose big last night to Golden State. Golden State on a tear recently. They run through uh, OKC, Oklahoma City, which is not a big thing in itself other than the huge intense rivalry between the two. We see Zaza Pachulia with a flagrant foul on Westbrook. Stands over him, stares him down. Nobody comes to his aid. And so I put, I posted a meme of Denzel and training days, and none of y'all got my back. <laughs> none of y'all are going to come to have my back. Yeah. And, and I just think I, nothing I love more than, than an intense rivalry where you really don't like the guy. That's something that you can rally behind. When you really don't like, I ain't talking about fake hate, you know, and, and that that pretend hate. I'm talking about you really, you affected my life by making a, a poor decision. If, if I'm Westbrook, that's how I feel. Because if I'm Westbrook, you know you never, you don't have the weapons to get to the NBA Finals and win a championship just because this guy, not only did he leave, he left and didn't even tell you he was going to leave. And, you know, he's a front runner. He's weak. If we had a problem, I'm like I'm like Westbrook. You got a problem with me? Come to me, and let's let's talk it out. Come to me and let's talk this out before you just run off. What kind of man does that? I mean, and we see a lot of non-man stuff in the NBA, like DeAndre Jordan. You're gonna sign with Dallas, then you're gonna change your mind, which you had a right to do, but you're not gonna answer your phone. No man, be a man. And, and so I'm all Westbrook in this rivalry versus Durant, and I like Durant. I really like him as a player. He went to UT. But, again, be a man about yours. And, I mean, what are your thoughts on that and nobody coming to the aid of Westbrook? When I look at where it says nobody came to the aid of Westbrook, like I said earlier, it took a moment, but Oladipo came. He didn't but, come like you're supposed to come. Right, but, but, but when <laughs> I mean, you look it's at It's supposed to be some furniture moving out there yeah, on the court. Yeah, <laughs> but some of those guys can only, only pick up one chair or something. But, see, when you look at it, Westbrook is that dude. He's that enforcer for them. But you your know, star can't be your enforcer. But it, I mean, but he is. Think about it. Jordan was never – Jordan held his own. He was never his own enforcer. You know, you still had had guys behind him that had his – you know, that had his back. Mm -hmm. But when you look at Westbrook from where he came from and how, how he is, he's that enforcer. Now, if you go to Golden State and you knock down Curry or something – or uh, whoever, you know Draymond isn't far behind because he's that dude. You know, he's the the, the loose cannon type and, and, of dude. And back in the day, every team had that guy, Maurice Lucas and and guys like that that would just, you know, even Bill and Bill. And, yeah, but and, you don't have that type yeah. of basketball anymore nah. because, see, when you go back in the day, they, those guys didn't eat dinner with the opposing player. You know, That was the enemy. You beat me. I'm going back to the drawing board because I got to figure out how to beat you. I'm not joining up with you. Right. But see, when we get on Kevin Durant, we got to get on LeBron. I did. Uh, no, no, no. I'm oh, saying, you know I did. Yeah, you got to get on LeBron. You can't. I'm not just saying you when I say you. You can't just get on Kevin Durant for leaving like that. Uh, LeBron did it twice. All right. So coming and going. Coming and going. You know. So you can't just do it. But that's how these type of players is on my off day. Well, let me go lift weights at the country club with D-Wade. Man, Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons with that group, they didn't do that kind the, of stuff. Yeah, Magic, original Isaiah, Magic yeah. was his boy 
and you came in the lane in the championship, Magic gave you one across the face with the elbow. Right. It's like, oh, I thought you were my buddy. Oh, no, we trying to win this thing. See, that that was basketball. But these, they're, they're so friendly now, man. It, same no, agent, same a PR company. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it takes away from the, the intensity. And that's why right. in the rare occasions that you have a true intense rivalry, you'll have those in football. Because you have Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they cannot stand each, each other, other in right. real life. You, you know, and I used to like it with the, you know, you had a guy, and I forget, let me think about it. I have to think about it. Joy Porter, I think, was one of the guys. Got into a fight in a, in in Las Vegas with an opposing player from Baltimore. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that, that you like. Not that I'm advocating violence, but you want people to really care. If you want me to spend all my money and all my time and all my energy investing in this game and in, in this rivalry and in this team, I need to know that you care as much as I do. And one way to show me that you care is we we, we if it's an altercation, we got a problem. Right. And, and we're going to handle it. We're not going to go kiss it all and, and, and go to dinner and we'll make nice. I want you to care as much as I care. And, and, and I mean, obviously, it's a different thing because they make millions of dollars to do it. But I need to know that you care. Otherwise, why am I? Why do I care more than you do? But see, them that that's the difference, you know, with the players now and then. It's like the story when Detroit came up with with the deal, the Jordan rules. So they had to stop stop Michael Jordan to win. But then, you know, and and when they came up with it with the stories that Isaiah was out out at by the lake somewhere, stayed up all night trying to figure out. How can we stop Michael and call Joe Dumars three or four o'clock in the morning and say, I got it? So when you up that time of night trying to figure out how we're gonna stop this guy, this guy, it's a passion. I wanna beat you. You know, I'm right. not gonna go to bed, we're going to dinner, and then I wake up in the morning, then you go give me fifty again. But <laughs> yeah, you will give me that and, and I'm good with that. You right, know? Right. But they, back then, oh no, you didn't. And, and, and that's what I and if you want to go back to the root of all my criticism of LeBron, and again, I've been very complimentary, but traditionally I've I've given LeBron a hard time about things he made, decisions he's made and things he's done in the game. I, I will say this. And I think LeBron is a great ambassador for the sport of basketball in a lot of ways. Not mm-hmm. in every way, but in a lot of ways. And I think that he's, he seems to be a good guy, family guy. You never hear about him off the court. Right. Uh, he seems to be the real deal. Right. And, and, and that's great. But when you compare him with the greats, even with Kobe Bryant, I, I would still take Kobe Bryant over him. LeBron is bigger, faster, stronger. He's he's a talent, so much more talented in a lot of ways. But in the fourth quarter, I need to roll with the guy that wants it the most. I need I need to roll with the guy that needs it the most. And LeBron is never going to be, never been, never will be that guy. And that's why you cannot be among the greats. Look, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird will, will fight you for free. They will go to battle for free. They will go out in the park at midnight and one-on-one with nobody watching and play just as hard because they had that killer in them. LeBron doesn't have it. And a lot of guys, that's why I like Westbrook. He has that kill. That's why my favorite player in the NFL who just retired, Steve Smith. Steve Smith's probably 5'5". Five, five. He's a little bitty dude, but he is about that life. And he's only there because of his passion and his intensity, and I want it more than you, and I'm going to tell you that I'm going to beat you, and then I'm going to go out and do it. That's what I like, and that's why, you know, when I do get into these comparisons, LeBron will never be in that discussion for me.
Yeah, I and mean, I'm the same way because when it, when it comes down to it, you you got to go with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. You know they have they just have that passion, man. You you're not gonna beat me. I, I'm I'm gonna get however it looks, whatever yeah, I gotta do. I'm gonna get it done. Now LeBron's a gr- he's a great player. He's an outstanding guy, but I look at the skill set. He doesn't have it like these guys have it. That how they worked, and LeBron probably works just as hard. But LeBron has that edge. He's six eight, about two fifty, and he plays the big boy ball. So if that's what's going to get you over. Keep doing it until somebody stop you. But as far as on that skill side, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, and man, it, it's just the, those intangibles which yeah. are important to me. Um, before we get out of here, one thing I did want to mention, and I get your thoughts on this. I just think the NFL is is dying a thousand slow deaths by moving these franchises. I just I just don't understand why this is why it's not a good idea. Okay. The the ultimate the the lowest common denominator that nobody thinks about in these decisions, nobody cares about are the fans. Nobody cares about the fans. So you take now you had the Raiders applying the move to Las Vegas and everybody said, Oh, it's a great move. Vegas is a great move. San Diego going to LA, leaving San Diego is a great move. Okay, financially, you have more eyeballs. You have more more folks in those areas that that want to feed the beast. They want to be a part of football, and it's going to be a great deal for the NFL and for the owners. They'll make that money. But all, over time, understand that you've alienated a whole city, a whole region, a whole fan base in San Diego. And are there more passionate fans in the NFL than the Raider fans? They're not. And you're going to abandon these good people. And you can't tell me over time that's not going to have an effect. I, look, I've been to Vegas. Vegas. Vegas ain't got no love for anybody but money, okay? It's just not that they're not going to have a passion. It's cool when you're a novelty and you're new in this brand-new, beautiful stadium. What happens when you've been bad for, for the better part of 20 years like the Raiders have been? Look, the, the black hole, the Raider Nation was still there. You're not going to get that same passion. And you and you better hope these fans don't feel a sense of betrayal because if they do, then you, you will lose fans and fan bases that have been really, really instrumental in building the NFL. To lose the Raiders is that's just sad. To lose San Diego, that's sad and stupid. Now, again, ultimately it's about the short-term money, but the long-term viability, it has look, that would be like the Yankees. The last, you know, the last big team to move in baseball was what? You know, who's the last big team to move in baseball? You know, the Brooklyn Dodgers? <laughs> I mean, and people still talk about that to this day, how hurt they are. Now, when you look at, at something like that, how I look at it with, with the Raiders going to Vegas, I look at it as two sides. Like you said, that's the money deal. So it's something new out there. You may get some fans. Now, you may get more fans to fly in to watch those games because you can jump on a plane and go to Vegas for pretty cheap. Now, the other thing that I'm looking at about Vegas, when we were growing up, you had the stars that lived in Vegas. Right. And you I said think I think it's not like it used to be. Right. When when you went to Vegas, you saw. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you, age Devin, when mm-hmm. you, Wayne Newton, yeah. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> Davis, yeah, you see Sammy. No, but for real, you see Sammy Davis, and you see uh, Red Fox, and you see all these guys. You see the star. But now, when you talk about Vegas, the only thing happens there is when a fight is there. 
But if and you they have, they don't even draw it, like they used to. It used to. So now by the Raiders coming, and if they can win, it may can change some of the dynamics with but, people but again, moving they, back. I mean, it, think I about mean, it's, it's people in like Oakland. That. They three, four, and I know they left and went to LA for a while, and yeah. then they came back. Uh, but you know, this has been generational. You look at this, and I meant that when I brought up baseball, the the Yankees. Can you imagine the Yankees moving? Like, can you imagine it? Like, that will ruin every. I mean, it's, it's a generation to generation thing that baseball has that ba- that football will need to lean on. You have to. I mean, you have to build, bring in the fan of the future. You have to bring those kids in, and and they they have to have gone as little kids. You're gonna lose all of Oakland, and maybe some of those fans will stick around. But that passion, that civic pride, is going away. And the NFL, see, that's the great mirage that uh, and the the, the 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 NFL and all of these pro teams provide. They make you feel like it's your team in your city, and it never is. But can you imagine if all of those teams, if every t- single pro team Stop using their location as as their the, you know as in their name. So instead of the Houston Rockets, it would be the I don't know Space but Rockets. The, but they were the San Diego Rockets before. The I game. understand, but I'm just yeah. saying take away region. Okay, okay, just call it. them the Rockets. The, you know, and just and they have no tie to your region. People would be not be they would not be fanatical. They would not be fans. They would like certain teams, but to be a fan, I'm a fan of the Houston Oilers because I grew up. They were my team in my city. They represented my city. I this it, they fought for us. The people of Cleveland, the passion that they displayed over over the Browns and the Indians and now the Cavaliers is because these teams represent that city. Even the way certain teams play, the Steelers they play like their city. The lunch pail. I mean. And if you take that away and you don't have that civic pride, I think the popularity of any of those sports will, will erode, but would erode you, but in this hypothetical. You, but you look at it, football does that all the time. So to me, it's no big deal. When you look at it. Are you as well, big a fan now, coming from Houston, are you as big a football fan now as you were before the Oilers left? No, I, I like the Oilers back then. But Texans I'm not so much with. But what I'm saying is when you look at it, they move around all the time. You you had the Los Angeles Rams and they went to St. Louis. You had and now they the, going back. Yeah, you went. You had the Baltimore Colts. They went to Indianapolis. You went, had the L.A. Raiders. They moved to Oakland and L.A. and and China and back. But I mean, they, here's they, the difference. The difference is when Baltimore left. The, when the Baltimore Colts left, yeah. they were replaced with the Baltimore Ravens. So you put another team back in that area. It, it, was, it happened with Houston. You take away the Oilers, you bring but the Texans. it took a minute before you got another team I, I, here, though. Right. So what I'm saying is these teams do move and shift gears, so it's no to them it's no big deal. I just think that uh, long term – you're not getting any new franchises with all the things that are going on with football. I, I, I this Europe thing, they need to give up. I just think that's stupid. I, agree. I, I think playing all those games in London are, are dumb, and it's just a cash grab. And at some yep. point, uh, you know, they talk about taking your country back. You need to take these sports back and, and give them back to the fans because I'm telling you, it's once it's gone, once the buzz is gone. Look, look up, think about this. And you and I are a little bit older, so we know. Think about big, big, huge sports that were big when we were kids that are no longer big. Boxing 
was a premier. Every every champion was a household name. I mean, you had you know Sugar Ray Leonard was known as popular as any athlete in the country. Ali is more popular than any athlete probably ever of all time. And now box you people you can't name five boxers. That's great. Yeah, I mean, because so, it, it because came I'm down saying, to money. Well, but that's what they priced themselves out with pay per view, right? And you now you're not accessible. Now, mm-hmm. now I can't see you unless I spend fifty dollars, and I'm not gonna do it. I might do it once. I'm not gonna do it all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and and I just think that we we have seen we've lived long enough to know when horse racing was 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 big. The Indian that was five hundred, which is still traditionally big. It was a major major deal. And and once the fans go away, it's hard to get them back, and you'll never be the same. And I just think ultimately it won't work in the NFL a long term. And, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, they they look at like you say on the short deal is it's a money deal. They're gonna build a stadium. Taxpayers gonna pay for it, and they won't in California. So you know that's how it rolls there. But you know it, it's it's basically what have you done for me lately? I'm gonna do this. Give me a state of the art stadium, then I'm gone. You know, right, but right, you know, we right. go back to boxing. When boxing was in its heyday, it was just regular television. Right. So now you got to have cable. If you don't that, now you got to order the fight. You know, you got to do this. So that's why. And, and now, now they're starting to put good fights on television, and now your people are like, oh, they've moved on. Yeah, and I, I, I think that can happen in the NFL too. I'm waiting on one boxer, but you, you got to get the right one to say, hey, look, I'm fighting on regular television. Well, that's what I said. I, I said the, I'm talking about that. Huge boxer to say. I'm just using Mayweather as and, an example. And, and that was the example. I'm I'm, I'm fighting for on a free TV, and, and if and, you do that, it might blow this thing out of the water. How many viewers you'd have? And, and that's what I said. I said this years ago. I said if Mayweather was smart, and then even De La Hoya towards the end, if De La, if they were smart, you would sign a three fight deal. To say I'm gonna fight Saturday night on network television, right? And I know on the front end I may not make my money. I need it, but on the back end I'll be. There will be events like you wouldn't believe. Everybody, it will be a throwback to when everybody would crowd around the television. Yeah, you realize the the Pacquiao fight was like a hundred dollars, and and a hundred dollars. The Mayweather Pacquiao fight was a hundred bucks. And, and what he can do, he can still get his money on the back end, and just say, well, not really the back end, but say, hey, look, I want it on free TV. But I need so much percentage off of the advertising, and he can make a lot of money. And 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 just to be a household name in a way that oh man, he thinks he's big now. You you don't know big unless you. I I said this. People ask why was De La Hoya and and Mike Tyson so popular for so long? It's because those were the last boxers to come up on free television mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoon fights. Tyson's whole career, early career. His first whatever was either on ESPN or on free television. Right. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Before we go, I know you got have some college guys. You have done a lot in AAU basketball. You have guys all over the country. Give us a, a an update on your guys from around the country. Uh, I got a couple guys out uh, the there. The kid out of Akron. kid out of Akron, uh, Daniel, you told me, uh, out of Houston, Texas, Westside High School, uh, redshirt freshman there at University of Akron. He, he's beginning to get his minutes in now, uh, and he's beginning to uh, show what he can do now. The coach is beginning to get give him a lot more minutes now. His confidence is going up. He's been pr- playing really well lately. They're 16-3 and three right now, 27-game home winning streak. 
right now they're riding on a nine-game winning streak. So that that team is doing really, really well, and they have a couple other Houston guys on that team as well as Antonio Jackson and uh, Emmanuel. Can't pronounce that last name, but Emmanuel is out of Cy Springs and a kid, Ty Dalton, out of Second Baptist, and they're doing really well up there. Over at Boise State, Cameron Oliutan uh, out of Clements High School, uh, Boise State is doing fairly well, but last two games they're on a losing skid right now. They had gotten on a roll, but have lost two. So uh, they're experiencing uh, that college life on that bigger scale as far as the, the major universities getting out and playing in front of big crowds and stuff like that, and they're really enjoying it. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of those guys. I want to say Paris Marquez out of Atascacita High School locally here at St. Thomas University, and uh, he's doing really, really well here at St. Thomas University. Uh, he's local, so we can get out and see him right. uh, a little bit more than the other guys. So those three are really doing great. But one kid that played for me that didn't get the athletic scholarship, but he's at the University of Missouri on an academic scholarship, Clayton Crook. He's doing really well, re- well there, and that's what I try to teach these guys. You may not be able to play the sports, but if you can get to that next level and go to go to school and get that degree, that'll take you uh, a long way in life. That's what it's all about. And I know you deal with some coaches. I know you were talking to a coach earlier. <laughs> I, I know you don't want to say his name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you have coaches contact you all the time right. for uh, for players. And, and I know we, we – you no know, telling who listens. I, you know, I, I, I mentioned this. I don't know if you were here when I mentioned it. Do you know the city – we're based in Houston. you know the city that has listened to us most outside of Houston? That I can tell because I can't get analytics for, for all of them. Uh, a lot of people in Chicago. Chicago, Missouri, we be, we're kind of big in the Midwest. Wow. So I want to say hello to all the people in Chicago who have checked out the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Man, that's great. Chicago keep it, keep folks are listening. California, Arizona, uh, from all over, different countries. I mean, we have people. I, I have to share that with you. We have people from all over who are uh, stumbling upon us. We hope that you keep coming back. And, and again, want to remind you guys, uh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook, we're going to be more interactive on, on that. And by the way, uh, Texas Mike said, well, hey, do you just believe in letting all cheaters into the Hall of Fame? Yes. <laughs> That's the quick answer there. So, <laughs> uh, and with that, going to wind this uh, up. And, uh, again, your your picks for tomorrow, I'm, I, you had the Patriots. and Of course, Green Bay. I'm taking the total opposite. I'm taking Atlanta. Pittsburgh to go to the Super Bowl. I'll come here to Houston in a couple of weeks. Want to thank you guys. Please share it, like it, subscribe, let people know about it. It's something new, it's something different. We want you to be excited about it because we want to do some exciting things. We have some new features coming up. We'll be more interactive. And we really, really want to keep you guys involved and stay connected to a larger community because we know there are a lot of folks who want to have uh, have a part in uh, listening to these types of conversations. Uh, with that in mind, Allen, Allen, at Allen, Allen Run 10, right? Man, you on it, man. At Allen, Allen Run 10. And, of course, I'm at Wade's Word. And remember, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And, as always, have a great day.